Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Greetings. How's it going? Welcome in. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes, low prices, and unparalleled customer service, free three-day shipping over 75 bones. It's so easy to see why you guys should be clicking on KieferIncTesting.com and then get that cursor up on the top of the homepage. Click on it. That is the RMATVMC banner. And then continue to live your life and do your shopping and enjoy what you do because that gives us a little bit of slice. That's right, a little bit of a slice of what you guys are purchasing and uh, helps us out on the back end. And it really uh, it pays for uh, at least uh, for Aiden's air filters and uh, what else? Oh, chains because we got to buy chains. So it uh, helps us out a lot over here. So thank you guys for doing that. And, uh, of course, always rmatvmc.com is the place to go for your Christmas destination parts or accessories. fxrracing.com gear is slowly but surely getting in stock. I've been checking, and, man, there are some sizes that have been updated and are in stock now, so that is nice. You can go there right now and use the code KKMX35 to save 30% off. That's a huge, huge margin right there to get off of a, a set of gear. And if you're a woman, that's right. If you're a girl, there is a code that I, that I use for those women that like to ride and like to get dirty. Um, you can email me for that code, and that's a little bit better than what the KKMX35 code is. But don't email me if you're a dude and you want extra money off. It's for women only. I want to get more women riding, and the women that do ride, they take care of us. So let's help them out and give them a better code. So fxrracing.com is the place to go look. Uh, my favorite to go tos are Helium and Revo. So, uh, yeah, best uh, for me right now, best gear out there. Uh, every time I put it on, I'm like, gosh, it fits so nice and it's easy and it just ventilates well. And yeah, I don't know. I just love the gear itself. I don't want to sit here and talk about it too much, but it's a really good set of gear. So, um, Helium and Revo, go check it out. Racetech, racetech.com, go get your engine and suspension serviced. If you guys want an engine rebuild or even a little bit more juice, Racetech can do that as well. Suspension, seals, bushings, oil, whatever it is, Racetech can handle you on either side, engine and suspension, and they even have engine seminars. That's right. You want to learn how to do your own stuff. They have seminars out here in California, so you can go visit them at racetech.com. And if you have any questions, email me, chris, at keyforinktesting.com, and I'll help you out with a discount from Racetech, or just simply use uh, the email, sales at racetech.com, and use the keyword kefer, and that'll save you 10%. Easy, easy peasy. Uh, real quick, shout out to Robert Kong. You want an MRI? Or actually, I always say that. No one wants an MRI, but if you need an MRI and you're in Southern California, 909 433 
0575. Mission Imaging, Robert Kong. Uh, he obviously takes insurance, but if you just want to get in and get out, do a little wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, get an MRI. I've done that with my knee. 350 bucks gets you in and out. And uh, he rides a dirt bike, so he gets it. You guys want your MRI. Sometimes it's a nightmare, dude. I've waited around two weeks to get a referral for MRI, and I'm like, let's just get this thing handled. I want to get an MRI, give it to my doc. Well, we got to get in there and get out so I can start riding again. So Robert Kong, Mission Imaging, 909-433-0575. Tell a buddy uh, if you're in the Southern California area. All right. Thank you. Uh, that's it. We're doing them quick today. Four minutes in and already to the show. Boom, boom, boom. 2022 YZ125, two strokes, a lot of two-stroke content for me this year. You guys uh, you guys been hating on me for that, but look, if there is something that I love to ride on the two-stroke realm, I would rather ride a 125 two-stroke than a 250 two-stroke. Uh, why, Kiefer? Uh, less power, more fun to ride. I can hold it wide open more. Easier to flick around, uh, corner change directions, and not as much vibration. So those are the reasons why I like a 125. Growing up, uh, racing in the desert, I uh, rode a lot of YZ125s out in the desert, Dish 37 Heron Hounds. That's what I grew up on, and my parents put me out in the des on that two-stroke, and I don't think I've ever had a failure on my YZ125. I rode RM125s for a little bit as well, Suzuki's, and I had a couple engine failures, uh, frames that cracked. But uh, YZ125s always were tried and true out in the des. My bike looked like shit uh, from all the grease woods that I'd slammed through in the desert. But uh, nonetheless, the thing kept on ticking. Um, I think the pro circuit pipe that I was using was all green from all the, the bushes smacking through. But it was a good bike. So... For 2022, big news at Yamaha was they redesigned the YZ125. They have a completely redesigned liquid-cooled 125 two-stroke engine. And when I talked to Travis and Butler and the guys over there last Wednesday at the intro, the the changes were mostly to increase the mid and top-end power of this 2022 model. Um, 2021 had good snap, good low-end, but it kind of fell off a little bit compared to the KTM and Husqvarna. So... They wanted to compete with that air, those areas in the, in the realm of engine. They wanted more mid to top. Try to keep as much bottom in as possible. Now, the two-strokes have an updated brake system. So YZ125 as well as the 250, but uh, to match the increased performance, you know, you're getting some more power. Uh, the new brakes have uh, larger front pistons, a more rigid caliper, a, redes- a redesigned 270-millimeter front rotor with a 30% increase in pad contact area and a higher friction pad material. So what that does is just going to give you a little bit more stopping power in theory, right, and uh, get you some more feel through the lever. They went from a 245 rear disc to a 240. Kawasaki did that as well. Uh, The 450 needs to do that on the Kawi side, but Yamaha put a 240 in, and what that does, less grabby brakes, uh, doesn't squeak. I have a problem with the 245 on the Kawasaki. I like to put the KX250 on the 450. So uh, the YZ125 now has some updated brakes, which is the same as the four-strokes. Uh, the big improvement for me, probably the most noticeable for me, is the rider ergonomics. A flatter seat, a narrower fuel tank design, um, integrated body panel, slimmer shroud area. Uh, basically, what is cool about this, uh, I hop on my four-strokes, right? And uh, <laughs> I, 
I feel like it's a, it's a dated machine. I hop on the YZ125. I'm on top of it. It feels more modern. They need to do this with their four-strokes. Yamaha, if you're listening, please put the YZ125 ergonomics on these four-strokes as it will help uh, all of us that ride these 450, 250s. And, uh, uh, for, and even, even the peg height area, the rider triangle, I always drop my 450s down five millimeters. I don't feel like I need to do that with this YZ125, maybe because of the flatter seat, taller feel of it. But uh, regardless, we'll talk about the ergonomics. Revised suspension dampening. Last year, you know, you needed to put uh, springs in it because it was soft, had a dated feel. Uh, it was kind of hollow at the end stroke. You're up higher in the stroke now. Um, they went up a spring rate on each end, plus different valving. Uh, improved fueling because of that. A new Kian PWK38S carburetor with a power jet. Has a throttle position sensor. It's 3D mapped. So that is updated as well. A new air tank design that draws a straighter air for more efficient airflow. That creates more, you know, mid to top end power. And, of course, the new modern YZ styling. That's all new with this bike as well. So a lot of changes, basically all new, which is really exciting for the two-stroke world. Okay, so with all that being said, uh, Wednesday we went out to Glen Helen Raceway. Yamaha did an excellent job of prepping the track and when I say prepping the track, I mean, holy shit, like I ride Glen Helen quite a bit, and it seemed like with the help of the Glen Helen crew, the Yamaha guys over there really made the track a little bit uh, better than it normally is on a Thursday or a Tuesday there. So uh, that is to be uh, congratulated and thanked to the Yamaha guys over there that uh, doing a great job of handling the water systems, prepping it deep enough to get it rough enough so we could test, and uh, keeping the moisture in the dirt. So it was a really good day at Glen Helen. All the media was out there. So that meant Damon Bradshaw was there. That's right, Damon Bradshaw, the beast from the east, Ryan Villapoto, Doug Dubach. All these dudes are out here uh, along with us dorky media guys. We're not worthy. So, yeah, it was, it was a fun day overall. I mean, that's what 125s are about, right? So... We'll talk about this bike and break it down, but the point of the 125 is how much fun it is to ride, if it can get out of its own way, has a good, I mean, chassis are important, but it's not that important in the 125 world. Uh, I used my kid, Aiden Kiefer, 135 pounds, and Liam Aloff, Joe Aloff's kid. Uh, I've been using him for some Racer X stuff, so he's on the cusp of, should he go to Super Mini, should he go to 125, so I've been using him for some Super Mini and 125 stuff, so if you have a kid that's been thinking about maybe going to a 125, he is a good point of reference because he is that type of kid. He's uh, 5'8", 5'9", uh, 130 pounds, so good 125 material. So I used those two kids. I rode a little bit. I had I came down with a gnarly, um, I guess, middle ear infection or something, so I had vertigo. I had a little bit of dizzy spells, vertigo. It's not fun. If you guys uh, have de- dealt with that, that is, uh, whew, that is a horrible freaking thing. So managed to get some time on it uh, after Glen Helen, after that Wednesday, and rode it. So uh, right away for me, the engine, compared to last year's engine, I feel like maybe slightly less bottom end. Aiden felt different, but slightly less bottom end but very very uh noticeable change in the mid to top end just like they advertise which is rare uh it's rare that uh, a manufacturer advertises hey this is what we did and that's what you actually get so i did feel increased second to third gear pulling power 
And then a cleaner, just I don't know if it's more top end, but the bike just seems cleaner overall from top uh, top end to over rev. Um, Aiden also commented like he could shift a little bit sooner in second gear and get to third, and it still pulled it pretty good. Obviously, he's 135 pounds. I, I have to let that second gear eat a lot more for me. Um, but overall, the engine still has good good amount of low-end power. I would still say that, and I haven't ridden a TC125 since last year, I would still think and uh, remember that the TC125 and the, the SX, the KTM, is pretty soft on low-end power. So for me, the Yamaha had better low-end feel. So it had better low-end RPM response and then better just bottom-end coming out of a corner. I still think... On top end, the TC and the KTM pull farther. Um, but, man, I get less vibration out of this YZ125 versus a KTM. I mean, it's it's very noticeable for me. As soon as I rev it up compared to a steel frame bike, there is less vibration harmonics going through my feet and my hands on the Yamaha than there is an orange or white bike. I can appreciate that. I like that. Uh, so Aiden and Liam both commented that, it wasn't too much low. That's what I always worried about from graduating a kid from 85 to 125. And I always try to lean them towards a white or an orange bike because it doesn't have that much low end. It's not very snappy in, in, in the realm of 125s. The YZ was snappier. But since it lost a little bit of bottom end pull, I think Liam, being 130 pounds, liked it a lot because he could control it more. Um, he, he actually told me, and he said this in the video. You can go to racerxonline.com and, and watch this. It'll be up by the time you guys listen to this. That he thought he could uh, move the Yamaha around better on the track. He felt more comfortable, and he liked the YZ a little bit better than the TC, which he has right now because he's trying to test it and see if he wants to go that route. But once he got on this blue bike, I just watched him, you know, sitting back looking at him. Very aggressive. He's not that aggressive on a TC. He could uh, his shifting points were were better. Overall, the bike seemed it was a little bit more planted for him. He just looked more confident on this bike than he did on the TC. And that's how I've always felt about a Yamaha. I always felt maybe the engine wasn't as good in the past as the Husqvarna or KTM, but the chassis was always so much better. Now, Aiden has ridden YZ125. His last year, was it last, not in 21, in 2020, he had a YZ125 that was built in Loretta's, and that's what he raced, and he loved it. Again, uh, we had the engine built, so it had a little bit more bottom end. That's what he wanted at Loretta's, and uh, he got off in this thing. He's like, man, I have more fun on the stock bike than I did my race bike. So that tells me that there's still some power there. He's gotten better in a year. COVID has really done wonders for his riding ability, and uh, he couldn't stop smiling. He couldn't get off this thing. I had to switch between Liam and Aiden, and Aiden wouldn't get off of it, so uh, I know my kid pretty good, and even though he's not the best tester, I know when he likes something and when he doesn't, and when you can see your kid smile and see how much fun he's having and not wanting to switch the bike back to the other tester, that's a good indication that he really enjoys the motorcycle. So I think all of us were in agreement that it doesn't have the top end as the KTM or Husqvarna, but that mid-range is really strong, and the low end is a little bit better on the blue bike. Yes, it might have lost a little bit, but for me... Increase in mid-range and top end has really helped this bike uh, shine more in 2022. 
Suspension wise, so going to the suspension, it's just a no brainer for me. Other media outlets think that the new WP AER stuff, especially on the Husky, is not bad. And in reality, maybe it's not. But in the comparative world of a KYB versus WP AER, there's no comparison, man. Like it is, there's more comfort in this KYB fork, there's better lean angle traction, there's more tire contact patch. Uh, consistency is also better it's not day and night better than the wp stuff but it is noticeable so what i've noticed with the 22 kyb and just right in here on some tracks out in the des is that there's just better dampening feel and if you want to use that for a sideways move as far as hold up that's fine but sometimes when you have hold up you get a harsher feel um, in this case it just has a, a better dampening feel which is a little bit more control more dampening but yet i don't get any of that harshness granted it's a 125 i'm probably manhandling it more than i can on a 450 but spring rate even for my 170 pound fat ass is isn't bad like yes it dives a little bit but watching liam and aiden ride the bike's completely flat uh, these kids are standing up in the corners a lot leaning and it seems to have a lot of, of front end feel Liam even commented when he wrote it like he could really change directions within the same corner better than he can the TC. So for me, overall, the difference from the previous generation 125 and this one is just dampening feel, shock, and fork just has more of it. And I honestly don't know. I didn't ask the guys at Yamaha what exactly they changed inside of the shock and fork. Uh, I'm going to get the spring rates up on keyforinktesting.com and get you a baseline setting here soon. But right now, initial impression is just better overall feel. And even for guys 130, 135 pounds like Aiden and Liam, it the spring rates were just fine and the, the bike wasn't deflecting. And they could get the sag out of 105 millimeters out of these kids. So And you can get 100, uh, maybe 106, 105 for me, 170 pounds. So... There is enough room for adjustability here. Again, track toughness is important in the world of spending your money. How much uh, can you have for adjustability? How much can you have for track toughness? Is it still feel good from track to track? This YZ125 didn't get to ride it that much at Glen Helen, but rode it around these tracks I have. I have a clay track here. Um, I have a sand track, and then I have a little bit of mix of both where it's intermediate terrain, and it's a turn track. When you ride it on this uh these three tracks, man, that the bike really <laughs> is a fun bike to ride. Uh, I didn't ride for like a week after Vet Nationals, and I was like, oh, great, a 125 intro. Woo, yippee. Then I went riding today, and I was like, shit, that is fun, man. It is a fun bike to ride. You just got to pin it. It brings me back to my youth a little bit. I have way more fun riding 125 than the YZ250. If you listen to my YZ250 pod, I actually like that bike a lot, and it was fun. But there's just more work, which equals more fun for me on the YZ125, and I'm usually not like that. I'm usually like, hey, man, work smarter, not harder. But there's not enough power to really get you going, like, in the direction of, hey, man, I'm worried about stacking it up or, there's a, you know, I'm working my ass off, not going anywhere. You can work your ass off in this 125 and uh, rail a corner, and you're just like, dude, I probably railed that corner faster on this bike than I did on the 450. It's just getting out of it. You're not going to be going down the straightaway that fast. But, yeah, it's fun, man. And the suspension for me is a little bit flatter, a little bit better, more dampening, better hold up. Uh, again, only put about uh, 1.3 hours on her so far, but um, just trying to paint you guys a picture of what this thing's about. 
Chassis-wise, uh, easier to corner for me than a KTM or a Husqvarna as well. Uh, the boys also concurred with that. Uh, I think that has something to do with uh, the frames and the fork that's on the Austrian bikes. I will say I did get a little bit of a, just a little bit of a of a of a head shake feel once off throttle for me. The boys never got it, so maybe it's just diving a little bit too low uh, than I would like. I would probably go spring up for me if I'm going to ride this on each end just to get a little bit more of a flatter base coming into the corner because it does dive a little bit. I end up going three clicks stiffer on the fork, and that does help. Then it also exacerbates that harsh feeling. Like I didn't have a harsh feeling in the fork, and then you, you get to that point where you're like, okay, three clicks in, you can start to feel more square edge. You can feel a little bit more of imperfections in the track. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the YZ125 intro pod. I'm going to stick in some commercials right here, so bear with me. Get some discount codes. Save yourself some money. Be right back. All-American Chevrolet in Colleen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front-end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Colleen. Chevy, find new roads. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirts! Get your sassy T-shirts! Yeah! Good morning. We didn't catch your name last night. ScreenPrintingDone.com I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a Chuck E. Cheese. I need that shirt. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com Let's get into this T-shirt. It's a cute top. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com That does sound awesome. I see things no one should ever see. I got a pretty dope sense of humor, bro. ScreenPrintingDone.com <laughs> You an older dude looking to race some races, maybe looking to do some longer motos? OregonOldTimers.com is coming out with a new 2021 schedule. We will have that up on the new shows in January, so check them out. OregonOldTimers.com. Any questions about going to the Old Timers Association, hit me up, Chris, at KeeferInkTesting.com, and I'll help you out. See you guys at the races next year. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? Bloodlubricants.com, 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer, get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save self some money. Email me, Chris, at KeeferInkTesting.com. If you have any questions about the oil, I'm happy to help. Ride-Engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers, Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts, I mean, I help him as well, but he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. 
Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo Bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend. And that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So, protaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keeferinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to purchase a new or used KTM, Yamaha, or Kawasaki? Well, look no further. Power Motorsports and Sublimity, Oregon is the place to go. Email me, chris at keeferinktesting.com. I will get you in contact with David Sibley over there at Power Motorsports, and he will get you the best deal possible. I'm not kidding, man. Like These guys work wonders over there at Power Motorsports. They will give the best deals to all of my Kiefer Inc. testing listeners. No hassle, no BS, easy to finance, easy to get a bike. And, hey, it doesn't matter if you live in Oregon, California, Maine, Florida. They will find a way to get you your bike. That's right. They work with moto shippers. Easy to get around, easy to ship. Man, it works so easy. I've bought three motorcycles from them over at Power Motorsports, and Moto Shippers have shipped them to me, to my door. It's so easy to do. So go visit them, powermotorsports.com. Email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I will get you in contact with them. Thanks for hanging tough and listening to these commercials and supporting these guys. They make great products, so support them, and we thank you. Back to the show. Chassis-wise, easier to lean in. I just need to pull up the fork a little bit. I actually drop the fork to flush, and that does help it. So that's an option for you guys out there. The boys preferred it up at four millimeters, and uh, that chassis does everything pretty well. Straight line stability, cornering, and um, I guess one thing I didn't mention that I would like to mention would be uh, I always bust balls about MXA and these things, but it does help if you do go up one tooth on the rear sprocket. So going up to a 50 tooth will help. Not a 52, a 50 tooth will help the bigger guys get into third gear a little bit sooner and help that recovery. The boys didn't mind a 49 sprocket, so that is not a big deal. Um, But I've noticed that some guys, one or two guys did try that at the media intro, and we didn't. And then so I decided to try that here back at home, and that does help me. 
I'm going to have Aiden ride that thing as well to see if he likes that uh, one tooth up better. I even tr- might try a 51. I think that could be even better, but I can really run third gear longer. Um, instead of having to downshift to second, I can just keep it in third in the corner and then continue my way out of the corner and then maybe shift to fourth, but maybe that will help me use third gear a little bit more. Even though third gear might be a little bit shorter, I think in the long term on decel through the corner and acceleration, I can use third gear more. So I'm going to try a 51 here pretty soon. Um, now what the point is for me to do, what I'm going to do here right now is talk to you about probably it's not going to be uh, <laughs> too big a deal for you guys, but for me the point of emphasis is the ergonomics, how much better it is on this YZ125. I rode this thing, I don't know, like I said, 1.3 hours. I go back on my 450, and I'm like, this thing feels like a dinosaur, dated. I'm in a pocket. I feel like I got ape hangers for bars. Aiden even commented when he rode the YZ250F, he thought he had ape hangers because you're in this pocket. Uh, the YZ125, man, the seat profile is nice. You're up on the bike. You're not in the bike. The bar band is the same as a four-stroke. But you feel a little bit up and over that bar band, so you don't feel like you're sitting into it, which creates that ape hanger feel. So that is important. Uh, the bike feels slim. Gripping the bike with your feet is also easy. Uh, just overall rider triangle areas, way more comfortable for me being almost six foot. And then you watch Aiden and, and Liam ride. You can see that in the Racer X online video. They're smaller, so especially Liam, and he looks like it fits him perfect. Like, he doesn't look small. You look at Liam when he rides a TC125, you can go back to that video on Racer X, and he looks small riding that bike. So there's something to be said about growing into this YZ125. I think the way the new profile, has uh, the rider triangle, has shaped up for 2022 pleases not only me, because I'm on top of it, but from where the, the pegs and the seat are in relation to a short inseam, I think still works out well. So that is important. So if I was a, a dad and my kids going to a uh, 125, I would really consider a YZ125 for the simple fact that it doesn't have too much low-end power. Uh, the bike overall is easier to handle. It's not intimidating. The suspension is the selling point for me. I don't have to adjust it. Um, and there's something to be said about adjusting suspension if you're really light. Your kids could be you know 115 pounds and it's going to be uh, too stiff for him, but in the realm of air forks, even though you're dropping the air pressure in the fork and, you know, I guess consistently trying to find that right spring, air spring rate for that weight, uh, I would just assume just go buy some springs, drop them in, and it would be done. But this stock stuff is firm enough, but it has enough adjustability to where these kids that are lighter than me, you know, 130 by 30, 40 pounds, they still got along with the suspension really good. And and that it's in itself is worth its weight in gold. I mean, hopping on a bike, setting the sag, letting them ride it, watching them or her to see what it's doing. I mean, I really studied these kids, you know, out at Glen Helen, and the bike just always seems planted. It never did anything too funny. Even when Aiden started pushing it a little bit, started scrubbing, started leaning up on the on the lean angle of the tire a little bit more, pushing the carcass of the tire, it was pretty pretty stable. So for me, as a parent, stability, uh, ease of maintenance, uh, letting the kid just go ride and have fun is very important for me. At sixty eight ninety nine, you know, under seven grand, 
Uh, that's a great deal. I think this bike will last you a long time. Easy to work on. Has V-Force um, reed valve cage, which is awesome. Uh, they come with Bridgestone X20 tires, not Dunlops, which is, yeah, whatever. I mean, it's not a horrible tire. Uh, there's there's worse tires out there, but I think they're going for cost on this, and maybe it's cost a little bit less to go to Bridgestone's. Um, lean angle traction is still pretty good with the Bridgestone X20 front. I don't mind it. It's better than going to a Maxxis tire uh, or even – I'm trying to think of another tire that, that comes stock. Uh, a 53 front Dunlop is decent, but I still think an X20 front is better than a 53 in soft to intermediate terrain. So they did a – they did an overall good job of redesigning this bike and having the people that ride it create a fun time for themselves. That's what I think it's all about, is having fun on this YZ125. You vet guys are going to love this bike. Uh, some of you guys have been emailing me say, hey, I have an older bike. Is it that much better? To me, it is that much better. It's worth you guys selling your current YZ125s, which you probably get a pretty good dime for because sales are good right now for bikes. And then dumping that money into a new one because there's enough difference in there just between the suspension and ergonomics alone. Um, never mind the engine feel, but just those two points alone make the bike a lot better to ride for me. Plain and simple. It's it's modern feel. I can get on the, the balls of my feet better. And just overall, just I feel like I'm planted on the machine, unlike last year's bike where... Felt like it was in a pocket. I was dated. It was soft. I didn't get as much front end traction because I was always low in the stroke. So uh, just for me, those two points of, of concern, the suspension and the ergonomics, are worth its weight in gold. So I thought they did a great job. Kudos to the guys at Yamaha. Um, I think we should do a, a 125 shootout. What do you think? Hit me up. Chris at keyforinktesting.com. Should we do one? Grab the TC. Grab the SX. Grab the YZ. Maybe a GG. Gas Gas, MC125. See if we get all these things and have a little 125 shooter. That'd be fun. I thought it was cool, too, that Villo, Damon, and... Um, God, I forget the kid's name. Um, damn, the kid up north. He rides those little mini bikes all the time. Oh, Brown, Carson Brown. Uh, they all got together and did like a little, little race for the camera, I think, for Dirt Bike Magazine or something. That was really cool to watch, to hear the sound. Uh, we all got together that day and said, hey, we should all do a start on the gate, get 10 of us out there and film it, and just the sound of the 125s taking off down the, the straightaway at Glen Helen would be very fucking cool, man. That's that, The sound is awesome. Like, I talk a lot of shit on, on two strokes, but like the sound is pretty bitching once you rev it into the right, you rev it right up before you hit the ground. God, that's a good sound. And you can tell Aiden likes that sound. He didn't really tell me this, but how he revs it, you can tell he like smile as you rev it because you know you have that overreggy, like that really high rev right before you land. Oh, that's a, that's an amazing sound. That's really orgasmic. That's right. I said that on the show. Orgasmic. YZ125. So overall fun bike. You guys might think it's all cotton candy, pink lemonade, and rainbows over here, but yeah, is it gonna? Uh, Make me just want to ride two strokes? No, I still love a four stroke. But it is fun to ride something with less power and uh, a cool sound and brings you back to your youth. So, yeah, man, and they did a good job of re revamping this bike. And let's not let's not forget why they're doing this. I think some of the reasons too. KTM has forced a lot of other manufacturers to step up their game and maybe pull their head out of their ass a little bit because they're doing so well with the two-stroke realm of sales. Two-stroke sales are huge for KTM. 
their bikes have improved dramatically. They're they're pretty damn good. If KTM came with a spring fork, holy shit! I mean, it would really it would really screw up a lot of other people's shootouts. I feel like and and. In the 450 shootouts, I guess I haven't really kept up on all of it, but Kawasaki won, you know, uh, Vitals. I haven't looked at the others, but I know that KTM's always in the mix of winning. I think if they had a spring fork, it could it could be unanimous down the down the whole line of media outlet testing just because you have more front-end feel. Um, granted, my kid has been an Air Fork guy. He's been on an Air Fork since he was little. When he goes back to a spring fork, he even comments to me, you know, on occasion, not always, but like, hey, I have a little bit more front end traction today. And I'm like, yeah, it's because you're on a spring fork. Because he goes back and forth from his stock bike to his mod bike, and his mod bike has WP Pro components, and he always feels like he has a little bit more lean angle with his Pro component fork versus his AER fork. But he also tells me I have more comfort on my AER fork than my Pro component fork. So um, there is some give and take there, but... If somehow, some way, KTM could come up with a fork that is a pneumatic spring in the front. It could really help them, but I don't know if they're ever going to do that. So, um, but I will give them credit for helping these other manufacturers like Yamaha to revamp their two-strokes to keep selling two-strokes because Cowie and Honda abandoned it. Suzuki has abandoned it. Well, Suzuki has abandoned a lot of shit, but like two-stroke side. They're forcing these guys like, hey, man, we're doing this. We're selling them. Look what we're doing over here. That's on you if you don't want to do it. That's fine. Don't don't produce these motorcycles. We're going to sell all of ours, and we're going to make a shit ton of money. And these other people that are buying them are having a great time because it's a lower cost, and they're getting into our sport because of KTM. So that's my point here is the KTM has drawn out some of these uh, naysayers within other manufacturers to really bring them out to light and say, hey, we need to do this for our company. KTM, look at these guys over here. They're killing it. So I like that. And what that does is helps us as the consumers, gives us more options, right? Gives us fun bikes to ride, even more fun bikes to ride. Um, some of you guys asked me, will Yamaha ever start producing two-strokes? And the question, the answer to that question is I don't think they will. I think they'll continue to just sell these two-strokes. How much are they going to develop these is the better question. I don't think they're going to. You know, we might not see a YZ125 revamp in another 15 years, 16 years, just like we did this one. So um, the point is they're still making them. They are good bikes, and they're a very good option for the kid coming off of an 85. Don't stick your kid on a 250F. Hashtag keep kids on dirt bikes, not in the hospital or on the couch with a broken arm, broken leg. Stick them on a 125 two-stroke. It helps them out. It teaches them technique, teaches them roll speed. Um it gives them a lot of fundamentals to keep them safe before they get on four strokes that are a lot easier to ride, have more power, and gives them the false confidence of doing something, and then they get hurt. So keep your kid in a 125. The YZ125 is a great option, and uh, the guys over there did a, did a really good job of develop, developing this 125. Any questions about this show or the YZ125, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. We're happy to help you here. We're going to continue to do more testing on this bike, get you more information up on my website or racerxonline.com, and, of course, pulpmx.com. Still working on our shootouts over here. We're dialing in all these 450s for you to uh, watch, listen, read about the modified 450 MX shootout, so that'll be fun. 
Um, looking forward to some time off in the holidays. That's coming up soon. Thanksgiving is here this week. So happy Thanksgiving to all of you guys. Hope you guys get to spend time with your families, eat a lot, watch some football. I'll be doing that over here. Uh, my, my tradition is to ride a bicycle about two hours in the morning. So then when I stuff my fat ass with a bunch of food, I don't feel guilty. <laughs> uh, so that's the tra- tradition over at the Kiefer household. Uh, Heather usually goes on a, a 5 to 10K run uh, with her friends. So it, it's a great time. And spend that time with your family, hopefully maybe on dirt bikes, out camping. And uh, as always, the door is cracked open for you guys here uh, just through my email if you guys have any questions. So hopefully I'll see you guys at the track. See you next week with another show. And if you guys um, actually want more information and you guys want to see this bike in action, again, racerxonline.com. The video is up Monday, 9 a.m. And chances are if you're listening to this, you've already seen it or it's up right now. So go check it out. We'll see you on the next show.